0: Visual artist Lou Hazelwood's latest exhibition includes a number of threads exploring the photographic image. She presents a couple of projects she's been working on, including To Stain and Mediated by Glass. It's showing until mid-November at Hip Gallery in Prince's Key as part of Hull International Photography Festival. Lou and I took a stroll past the pictures, chatting about her sometimes quite surprising techniques. I actually really quite like the fact that you're showing photography can be abstract, doesn't have to be realism.
1: Yeah, there's there's two specific projects. So I guess you're talking about the To Stain project. And in that, within that, there's digitally stained found footage and chemically stained film and photographs. And I was interested, particularly interested, in how recently, in recent times, we've been putting filters onto... um, images, not even photographs, and trying to age them and trying to create a a sense of solidity within that image. Um, and that process of chemical deterioration of analogue photographs and film gives that gives that time a sense a sense of a sense of um provenance, I guess, within the image. So I I wanted to show and to have that conversation between the digitally stained and the chemically stained I was quite interested as well in um, what would happen if to chemically stained film. I know that black and white photographs can get a a silver in. You can get the silver in coming through the film. I didn't know what would happen, and I was quite pleased, Mm -hmm. I guess.
0: Let's take a little walk along each of these strands, starting over here with these. Now, these are found photographs, I understand, are they?
1: Yeah, found from Walton Street car boots, a local connection as well. Um, found in a box of, of photographic memorabilia for a nice sum of four pounds.
0: <laughs> so all of these images are of related people, then? Do you suspect?
1: I believe so. Yeah, um, there, there are similarities between them as well, but I couldn't I couldn't guarantee that. They were not printed either; they were just the negatives. So that was a, a big process of scanning and finding. But through scanning, I found out. A lot of the images were really interesting, really striking, Um, some on nitrate film, but also the views. A lot of them have got heads cut off, or they're they're of midriffs, and I believe a child's taken a lot of them, which really interests me as well.
0: So there's actually an abstract element to the originals as well?
1: Yeah, in in the way that they're viewed and in in what they're recording as well. I believe.
0: So do you think some of these images were originally mistakes or have they been created to be um, that sort of abstract feel to them?
1: I would believe the fact that they were tightly rolled up negatives, that they were cast aside as mistakes and I'm quite interested in that.
0: So pick a few out for me, let's go along the road.
1: One of the first ones I did was the one where there's, there's the same woman so that the film was actually overlapped in camera and I think that's why that's been discarded. And there was a banding down where it's obviously been overexposed and that's where I've started putting the staining in, kind of just covering that up. And putting that staining in and those bandings, I used to film i was i was really interested when i was younger in analog tuning signals on tv so i would turn the tv and i would film them on super eight because you got this sense of trying to tune into a memory trying to tune trying to focus into something and that's all linked in with photography and how we think about what we record and what we leave behind as well which i think is very different to what we do nowadays digitally and i think i think part part of that was about economics and part of that was about um, being able to access equipment.
0: Why the sort of fluorescent flashes, of the bands that you've added?
1: Playing about with digital colour, I think. So something that looks like it really shouldn't be there, but it's something that we're so used to and it's so, it's, it's kind of an abstracted colour. It's, it's, it's not a natural colour and I liked that.
0: Have you any sense of exactly which year these photographs, do any of the photographs give any sort of detail, any hint as to the year they might have been taken?
1: There's detail in clothes, and there's details in sort of the film that was used. So some of the films I found was nitrate film, which I believe is 30s, 40s last use. Um, Clothes-wise, yeah, I wouldn't say you're getting past sort of 45, really, 1945.
0: What about this one right at the end of the row? There's there's something almost surreal about that that image, almost Salvador (laughs) Dali-style image, and it's just a, a family snap. It's a
1: striking image and it asks, for me, it asks so many questions. It's just initially who took the photograph because you've got, you've got a woman laid on a blanket with a bottle of, of spirits looking in a mirror with sunglasses and a newspaper covering her head. And then you've got a man standing up over her reading the newspaper, which I just think is really bizarre. It's, it's not, it's not your standard kind of family record or family snap. At all. And wh- wh- what I've done with this one, rather than putting lines of staining, is I've put squares of staining, almost kind of that representation of the digital and digital crashes that happen in Photoshop and the glitches, I guess.
0: Mm. Uh, so this lady lying on the ground is looking in a glass, and yeah. that is a, a theme um, to. Uh, another thread of image, really. yeah, yeah, so tell me about that
1: um I've been collecting for for many years people's self portraits from mirrors, kind of a precursor to the selfie um and I've always been fascinated and by what mediates that process, that process of taking the image, looking at the image at the same time, and the glass becomes the mediator. And I feel, I feel, and in my in my sort of past and, and, and family and friends, many people do it, and it's almost like a ritual as a photographic tool and photographic practice in being able to look and learn how to record. I mean, recently when, when Vivian Mayer's work was uncovered, there was many self-portraits from mirrors there as well, within that.
0: Do you think the developments in technology have actually... Um, encouraged the selfie to not just people's own vanity because actually now it's much much easier to hold your smartphone backwards or whatever to look at the screen whereas you couldn't have done that with a camera 20 years ago
1: yeah it's, it's, it's a different form i guess of, of mediation by glass because we've obviously got the glass of the mobile phone but yeah i do think it's become a lot more common and i think there's a there's a, a bigger interest in recording everything that's around us because like i said previously economically it's more affordable and it can be deleted etc cetera, etc cetera. but this in particular is something that that i'm keen on and using that mirror and there's a whole there's a whole sort of academic text about the tain of the mirror and what happens behind the mirror that's really fascinating as well
0: so would i be right in saying that you're you're trying to get away from the perfect photographic image um, so you've you've pixelated the found imagery, those negatives, yeah, to sort of add some abstraction to them. And then certainly on the opposite wall of the gallery over there, um, you might have taken a photograph on a piece of film, but then you've really, not uh, digitally doctored, but you've really abused that piece of film in many, many ways. Are so you sort of, in this exhibition, trying to suggest to people that photography doesn't have to be realism?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think... I think all of the, all of the arts and there's, there's a lot of passion for photography now and for analog photography and I think that's fabulous. But there's, I think there's also people are quite stuck in what they're doing. There's a lot of street photography and I think it's following a theme. And I think people need to play a bit more and make mistakes. And I, I know when I learnt photography, I learnt on film, so I learnt not to make mistakes really quickly. And now I love making mistakes because of the expense. Of it. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Much easier to make mistakes digitally, isn't it? It's yeah. much cheaper. Yeah, a
1: harder in some respects as well.
0: Yeah, maybe. I can remember back at university, I was president of the University Photographic Society, and we all went through a phase of taking photographs on slide material mm-hmm. and then burning the slides, just handing, uh, holding them over a candle until the emulsion popped. Wow. Yes, And then we'd use one of those... Um, those lenses that you could put a slide at the end of uh-huh. as a sort of duplication device. We would then photograph that abused slide onto negative film and get it printed at Boots. And we'd all laugh because we all got those little <laughs> stickers on our prints from Boots <laughs> saying, you know, this is double exposure or something's yeah. gone wrong in camera. But, of course, we were we were doing that purposely. And so That
1: was also used quite a lot in, in sort of
0: Super 8 film when people
1: would play their memories back. Obviously, the projector, if it wasn't clean or running to speed would start and you'd see that burning sensation going backwards. Kind of the destroying of the memory, really fascinating. And also fascinating that people used to burn their photographs mm. if they split up with a partner or fell out or,
0: yeah, and they're absolutely. gone. So tell me about the techniques then over here um, with, well, <laughs> let's call it abused photography <laughs> almost, isn't it? What have you done um, to, to the films to make these effects?
1: The two, the two on the end are, um, chemically altered prints. And I can be really honest about this. Um, and it, it is really quite funny. My cat peed on them. <laughs> so it, it's ammonia. So it is, it is, chemical, but I was just like, and then, then I looked at them and I was, I was trying to dry them all and I, but I was fascinated with how it had sort of destroyed it. And I'd had Arts Council funding previously, working with a chemist at Hull Uni with Magic Lantern Slides, and we were looking at destroying images as well and how, how we can lift emotion. So, yeah, it's a continuation of that, but that was that was the genius of my cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Try repeating that in laboratory conditions. So the images in the middle?
1: are 35mm colour film that have been... One, one was put through a washing machine, one was put through a dilution of bleach and one was for a dilution of caustic soda and black leather dye, and then processed. Not in um, a lab processed, privately
0: processed, so, yeah. so we
1: didn't destroy their equipment. And then some have been scanned as positive film, and some have been scanned as negative film.
0: Had you taken an image on the film before you yeah. abused them?
1: I, I shot the images that are opposite. Ah. So my, my my initial hope was that you would get some semblance of that deterioration mm. of those, but... It's just gone completely. It's gone
0: a little <laughs> bit too far, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
1: But they are looking I think yeah. quite interesting, like little landscapes almost.
0: The, the colours are beautiful, aren't they? Really Absolutely. muted colours.
1: Yeah, I was I was really really pleased with the colours. And if you get quite close to them as well, you can see that it, even in the ones that look like it's just pure black, there's so many textures within there. Yeah. And it, it's really fascinating as well, seeing how they how it kind of crumbles at the edges. You can almost see where it's eaten away at the
0: film. Yeah, you can see the film gate in some of them, can't you? The sprocket holes and the like, yeah. This one here, very sort of black image right in the middle of the row. That looks like some really creepy landscape.
1: (laughs) It does, you're right. You can almost see the buildings at the top and then kind of almost like a burning of hell maybe. (laughs) But I think that was one of the ones that went through the washing machine.
0: Where can you take this next then in your practice?
1: I've, I've bought some inks and dyes and I will be doing more, more film-based work and then trying to sort of shift the chemical balance of the film prior to processing. But I'm aiming to try and be able to get an image underneath that is then partly destroyed. That's what I'm looking at doing.
0: Sounds fascinating. I look forward to seeing it. Great. Thank, Thank you, you, Luke. Thank you very much.
1: Cheers.